Hello, my divas and dolls, and welcome back to yet another girl group gossip with me, Cheryl Hall. Yes, that's my name. Don't wear it out. And this week is our brand new episode discussing all things Destiny's Child. But we are not alone this episode. We have got a very special guest joining us this week. She's near and dear to my heart. She always puts a smile on my face. She always brings good juju to the room. Please welcome to the podcast, Juju B. Hi, Cheryl. How's your hole? Hole is worn out. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. I think, you know, I... You said good juju, but I think today is great juju. Excellent. You know, and I'm happy to bring her today. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, Juju B wakes up very early in the morning her time. So I get messages very early my time. And I'm like, bitch, how the fuck is this girl awake? Well, you know, I am a vampire. I've been around for like thousands of years. So this is normal. I know. I mean, I was probably still in school when you were strutting around on season two, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> when, when you say school, do you mean like third grade? Do you, what do you guys call it there? Like, uh, like grade school? Gram? Like, what is it? So, like, your kindergarten would be our reception, and then we go like through year one to year twelve, year thirteen. Uh-huh. So, I don't, I don't really know because like middle school is year seven, eight, and nine for us, and then ah. Oh. High school will be the rest. I can't do the maths because I'm from Essex. But yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> doing the maths, God, yeah. I must have been in like year nine when you were on season two. Christ. Um, How old are you, Cheryl? I'm 26. I'm 27 in October. Oh, my gosh. I'm 36 and I'm going to be 35 next year. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's Benjamin Bunn. She's just going backwards. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. But besides waking up early and doing your thing, how are you? You're good. You know what? Today I'm doing fantastic. I mean, we all we all have our days, right? But today is a great day for me. Oh, I'm so glad because I have to say, you are one of these people that I always look to to put a smile on my face. And I have to say, watching you every time on my TV, even though we're not in person, I just feel like you're in the room with us. Oh, I, I, you know what's really crazy. I feel like that when I'm watching myself too, and it explains why <laughs> I have so many different personalities. Like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, there she is. <laughs> Which Juju is coming out to play today? I know, mad Juju, sad Juju, bad Juju. Hey, Juju. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet. Hey, Juju. Hey, Juju's always late because she didn't want to come. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like me. Permanent mood. <laughs> But obviously, we're still sort of in a lockdown, still sort of not. It's like this limbo stage. How's it all been for you? I'm still trying to manage how I navigate this because I never thought in my life that I would have to go into a grocery store with a mask on and gloves. And that's still very new to me. Um, I don't know how many times you le- you've left your flat. Is that what you call it? I call it an apartment. Yeah. I don't know how many times you've left without your mask and had to go back because I've done it almost every single day. Do you know what? It's like, have I got my keys? Have I got my wallet? Have I got my mask? It's like the new thing to be added to the pack. Yeah. Phones, key, wallet, mask. You know? I'm pretty much used to it. I get so frustrated when I see the dickheads that are like, have we got to wear a mask to come in here? I'm like, yes, you do. Put it on. Stop spreading corona. Right, and I have to wear two masks because I'm two-faced. So (laughs) one on the front, one on the back. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you been quarantining with anybody that's been keeping you sane? Um, You know, I have my two cats, Mr. and Chris, and Mr.'s looking at me right now because he just did a poo, and that means he made room for some more treats. So they've been keeping me just alive. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I texted my sister last night and I was saying that I was doing the podcast with you. She was like, I love Juju B. She's a cat lady like me. Yeah. <laughs> I am. And like, I, I love cats, but I like, I like to, you know, shut the door and go to sleep without them falling asleep on my head. Are you like one of them that has them cuddled up in bed with you? Um, I think that when you have cats in your life, you are in their lives and they run everything. (laughs) So I 
am very submissive to every single cat. I'm like, you get what you want because you're fuzzy and you're adorable. <laughs> they they rule the Juju house. Oh, absolutely, honey. I am just a guest in their queendom. I mean, is the the mayor of Boston a cat? Because I think they just run your whole city. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> oh my god. Now lockdown has delivered some absolute bangers of music. Has there anything stuck out for you in terms of music recently oh gosh i mean I, aside from good juju volume one and volume two which is available <laughs> everywhere now ding, ding. um i've actually i've fallen in love with lady gaga all over again with chromatica and it to me it brings me back to like when i was when i was a kid in the 90s and i would hear these like dance pop songs it just it it just is so freaking good. I've listened to Chromatica over and over again. And also, are you aware of Jessie Ware? Do you know her? Right. The name rings a bell and I've probably heard the music, but if you ask me to name a song, I probably wouldn't be able to list it right now. Okay. You're going to have to go check out Save a Kiss by Jessie Ware. It is insane, impeccable, and it's imaginative. And I could see myself making out with my crush to that song. It is so great. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in la 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 la. With Cheryl. Cheryl. Oh my God. Why didn't you do that? I know. I, I know. <laughs> me, me on All Star 7. I'm in love with Juju B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Me, uh, Juju B in 2086. I walked through the, the freaking door and I'm like, 36 times a charm. <laughs> I'm back, 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 back again. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, Gaga has saved lockdown for a lot of us. But you're right. The music is so 90s. Like, it gives me Ride on Time vibes. It gives me Never Give Up on the Good Times, Spice Girls. Like, it is just phenomenal. And I just, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit triggered because I was meant to be seeing the tour, like, five days ago when she was meant to be in London, but obviously Miss Corona put that on hold, but that's fine. Yeah. I, I feel like Corona is, is the one holding the crown and she's just going to have to stick around until we're like, we find something to get rid of her. So <laughs> is, there, is there a dragon we can call this? <laughs> I don't know how Game of Thrones works, but I'm pretty sure Lady Bunny could gobble up Corona in two seconds. She's just... <laughs> She's just writing jokes in her apartment in New York City right now. She's like, girl! No, that was awful. Don't, don't put that in the episode. <laughs> please, please keep it in the episode. <laughs> now, Juju, I've got to ask you, seeing as we're on girl group gossip, is there a girl group that you first fell in love with that sparked your passion for girl groups? Um, Destiny's Child. And I'm not just saying that because this is the Destiny's Child episode. Legit Destiny's Child. <laughs> That's very fitting for this episode because I've I've had a lot of guests on and everybody's segue into girl groups has seemed to be the Spice Girls. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious to see whether that was your segue or not because <gasps> I've seen Spice World. I mean, iconic movie that just needs Grammys, Oscars, the world. That's <laughs> and I said this on the last episode of the podcast. You know the scene where Nicola goes into birth and into labor in the nightclub mm -hmm. i went to that nightclub and i literally was like i've been here before but i'm 18 years old so i've obviously not been here before and then i went oh that's where nicola went into labor yeah you know the spice girls just manifested your gay world right before your eyes honestly i think i think we've got to blame emma bunton for my uh my queerness is that baby spice baby spice yes little babby spice <laughs> Do you know what really stuck out to me? That movie was every time they entered their tour bus, when they walked inside of it, it became this entire mansion. And I was always so fascinated. I'm like, how does this work? I don't get it. Because I was eight when that movie came out. I don't get how it happened because I, I hadn't been on a bus that I could recall when I saw that movie. And then I went on to a double-decker bus in London. And I went, how the hell did Emma Bunton have a swing on this bus? And I can't even get a seat. <laughs> but let's get down to business. So we are here to discuss all things Destiny's Child. Now, I didn't know until 
Beyonce's self-titled album that they were in a group called Girls Time before they were in Destiny's Child. Yeah, they were they were in that group. I actually there's footage of them from uh, there's that talent show. What was it? Star Search, where they did their thing. <laughs> the hip hop rapping girls time. Yeah, and then they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Beyond. <laughs> oh my god, don't. Do you know? Do you think people get so frustrated when you got a name like Beyonce before you're Beyonce? How many people must pronounce it wrong? Oh, everybody. Every single person. I mean, my my name is Airline, and do you know how many times people can't pronounce the word airline because it's an unexpected name? I've been working with that for 36 years, honey. I mean, I'm Luke like the Bible, so <laughs> you can't can't really go wrong with that. So you my heart goes out to you, Juju. But you'll always <laughs> be Juju to me. <laughs> but honestly, I had a very late introduction into Destiny's Child because obviously they were really big but I was three at the time when they were first formed Mm. so my first introduction to Destiny's Child was the independent woman survivor era but what is your earliest memory of the group? Oh my gosh my earliest memory was me sitting in class I think I was in I think it was eighth grade it was middle school now that we talk about school and I heard the song no 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 and I was like, mm. yes, 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 yes. What is this group? And that's when I became obsessed. And you know, they recorded that song. They only had like a, a small amount of time to record that song, which is why they re- it's so fast. Like it, yeah. they just recorded it. It became a hit and they grabbed me because I love them. Yeah. So my earliest memory of Destiny's Child was Charlie's Angels when they did Independent Woman, uh-huh. the scene where they're at the drive-thru and Drew Barrymore leans over, fixes the box machine, and she's like, three burgers, three french fries, three milkshakes. And, uh, and then they drive away to Independent Woman. I was like, I love this song. And then, obviously, the music channel. Do you miss music channels? Um, of course I do. I miss music. I miss music channels where all it is is just music videos. And there's nothing else. Yeah. I don't think that exists anymore. I mean, I suppose we can go on YouTube and, you know, search music, but it's just not the same. I think, I think, I think that the nostalgia of being a child waiting for your favorite music video to come up and you had zero control over it. I think that was just so magical. Now we just kind of get whatever we want. We're like so spoiled now. I mean, I remember when I would be off school sick and I'd be at home, all I would watch is the music channels. And I would get my mum to text and be like, can you request this music video, please? And I'd sit there for three hours until it came on. And it probably wasn't even my request. Wait, you had to request music videos? Yeah, so you could text in or you could call into the TV station and be like, I would like i don't know buy something your life oh my gosh was this the box yeah so they had like the box music television you control that's what it was right yeah uh, it was great and i feel like the kids these days they've got it so lucky that they could just type into youtube and go i want to see this music video i know they don't even have to buy music anymore they can just steal it <laughs> well i've got a story for, about stealing music but we'll get to that in a bit but the original lineup of destiny's child was beyonce mm-hmm. kelly mm-hmm. latoya and latavia mm-hmm. now do you know what happened with them too um i do know i latavia i'm i'm unsure but i do know that latoya became a designer and she did come out with an album of her own um great voice I just, I I haven't heard much about uh, them since. Do you know what? I just feel sorry for them because they were just like, I think they knew from the get-go that they were going to be the in the background just bopping along singing an occasional line and then it was going to be Beyonce and then <laughs> the uh, the second lead vocalist as she calls herself Kelly Rowland uh, did she say that yeah she said it in an interview she literally went I love that I'm the second lead vocalist and then the, <laughs> the two girls look at her and Beyonce coughs like remember who's number one bitch <laughs> I love that you know I I think I'd be okay with being in Beyonce's shadow I don't know. I think I'm fine with that. To be in Beyonce's shadow means you have to be close enough to be, be to Beyonce. So I think that's an honor in itself. Yeah, and and honestly, that like the thing is, like you watch the entire group and they're magnetic and they're amazing and incredible. But when when you just watch Beyonce herself, she's she has this like it factor that can't be taught. You know, it's just there and it's a gift. So 
I celebrate Beyonce. I really do. I mean, have you ever been close to Beyonce? Um, I've been close to uh, my friend James, who choreographed Girls for Beyonce. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I breathed in Beyonce's Adams at one point, because, you know, you breathe in everybody's Adams in the world every seven years. Do you know that? Oh, wow. So, yeah. I've had her I've had her Adams inside of me at least four times. Well, I'm sure you've had a lot inside you, Gigi Big. <laughs> uh, you know, you, uh, I, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too early in the morning for you? <laughs> I, I literally was trying to think uh, trying to think of something snarky and I'm like, girl, I can't even like you right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. And you know, I just pray for forgiveness. That's all I pray for. <laughs> Well, I've been very close to Beyonce, but it's been at Madame Two Swords, so it's completely different. Oh, gosh. The waxy version. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to pop a bit of highlighter on her because she was looking a bit, you know, matte. Not like Beyonce. Dewy. Glossy. <laughs> gorgeous. I felt like Gaga, where she's like, talented, brilliant, fantastic, spit on it. Never the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just little phrases. Exactly. Well... I only really knew of the lineup of the three of them for as long as I knew until I got a bit older and then I did some like digging into the archives when the internet actually started getting to the internet. So I didn't even know about Latoya and Latavia until very late on in my years. Oh my gosh, babe. Like, have you listened to Writings on the Wall? I have done a start to finish of all the albums a couple weeks ago. And I was literally like, bloody hell, why have I not listened? The harmonies are insane. It's it's just like, it's so thick and it's so full. Like, that's when their harmonies were like, intense, you know? And not that, not that they weren't after that. It was just a different version of what the group was. It's like that that original four. Um, it was It was magic. Well... I'm a harmonies girl, so I will always latch onto a harmony. And then if I'm like driving along in the car, I would sing to the harmony as opposed to the tune. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I, I, I don't know, I just have always wanted to be in a girl group. So if I, I've always wanted to back up, like I've always wanted to like be a backup singer and just kind of like, you know, like I don't need to be in the spotlight. I just want to be a part of it. Like that's always been my mentality. Yeah. Just invite me. It's it's nice to be included in the party. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think it's time that we get down to our top five songs. So I've finally figured out the formula of this on the podcast. So we'll start from five mm -hmm. being, you know, good. And then we'll go down to one uh -huh. being your all-time fave. So Juju, what is your fifth favorite Destiny's Child song. Okay, my fifth favorite is, uh, it came out in 1999. It's called Temptation. And the reason I like it is because one of the lines says, sexy boy, you so fly. I just might give you a try. Can I write your number in the palm of my hand? Oops, I forgot I got a man. <laughs> that is the most poetic thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and I think, I think they sampled like an old time, like, uh, children's song it was like and a knickknack patty whack give a dog a bone da, 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 da. like walking home yeah so i'm just like wow beyonce that's hashtag art yeah art, 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 art. you can't mistake that art pop um <laughs> no i think people skim over lyrics more than they should because they just get caught up in the moment of a song mm -hmm. and I don't really pause and listen and then it's when you stop and you speak it like it's a poem you go Oh shit, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me write. Let me write your number in the palm of my hand. It's the deepest deep in the world, girl. <laughs> Oops, I forgot. I got a man. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you forget that you've got a man? <laughs> like, well, on. when you're Beyonce, it really depends on what day it is. Okay, I'm sure she is. <laughs> okay, it's Jay Z's days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like leg day. Oh, Jay, like Jay Z's uh, week, and then somebody else is the weekend. Sasha Fierce is the weekend man, honey. Oh, oh, we're bringing back Sasha Fierce. Oh yeah, Sasha Fierce is always there. It's just like good juju and bad juju. You need both for existence. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think I've really got like another part of Shez. I'm just like I'm just Shez. There's Cheryl. Cheryl Hall. And then Cheryl, uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
we'll dwell oh, on I it. Find one for you. We'll workshop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number five is one of their more recent songs, and it's just because I love it so much. Is Girl? Yes, yes. That's when they all came together and supported their girl Kelly when she found out she was being cheated on. I think mm-hmm. I think everybody can relate to heartbreak and basically telling a man to fuck off. <laughs> oh, of course. And 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 like the idea that like these three like strong, beautiful women are together and like the support from Beyonce and Michelle for Kelly like it's palpable through listening to the song I mean I wouldn't be surprised if this was actually like a true story that they brought into song form yeah just for to be therapeutic and obviously it was a great freaking song take a minute girl come sit down tell us what's been happening I can see it now I can uh-huh. see it. that's that's basically untucked girl <laughs> what are your how do you feel right now darling in your face i could see the pain don't you try to convince us that you're happy huh we've seen it all before (laughs) you know what beyonce is very leading in how she speaks to kelly in that song she's like girl i know you got some issues and maybe kelly wasn't even ready to talk about it but she was like dang you already wrote a song about it so now we gotta sing she's in the studio laying it down it's just like are you talking to me yeah she's thinking she's she's thinking they're about to sing like we are the people and she's like oh this is about me now is this an intervention yeah yes kelly take a seat (laughs) tell us what's been happening (laughs) no i love that so juju what's your number four uh my number four is where'd you go from the same album i believe um and i like how it opens up it's like it opens up with it opens up with i think those those little piano hits just grab you so much and where'd you go kind of is it's like a it's questioning the other half of, of whoever the singer's relationship is and it's just like hey like come back you know it's it's very topical and it's very like relationship oriented but i think i think at the time that i listened to it i was yearning to feel that emotion like i wish i had somebody so i could ask where they went (laughs) (laughs) me until i was 24 (laughs) where'd you go outside bitch (laughs) i went to the shops i went to get myself an ice pop but i gotta come back because i forgot my mask (laughs) 2020 problems where'd you go well i'll try to leave but i forgot my mask so i couldn't go in anywhere well not far do you know what i love a piano over a guitar any day Mm. and i think that's controversial why i don't know everybody loves a guitar but you know what guitars remind me of ed sheeran and i hate ed sheeran you do love ed sheeran why do you hate ed sheeran right juju if you lived in the uk and you heard ed sheeran as much as it's played over here you would hate him just as much oh i feel like ed sheeran's played a lot over here too no well ed sheeran's worldwide honey well thank god he's gone on a break (laughs) oh my god it's all coming out ed if you're listening i love you Cheryl gets cancelled for her passionate hate for Ed Sheeran. <laughs> anyway, my number four is Bootalicious. Oh, yes. The regular version? Yes. Honestly, I think it is a phenomenal, phenomenal song. And the music video was beyond. It's completely my colour palette as well. Mm-hmm. The blues, the golds, the pinks. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it? And Stevie Nicks is in it. So I didn't know that was a sample of Stevie Nicks until I watched School of Rock. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I I feel so old. Wow. And thank you for reminding me. I'm sorry, Juju. I'd, I'd give you a virtual cuddle if we could. <laughs> but it was the scene. Like, I was like, I know this song. Where do I know this song? I'm like, it sounds like Bootalicious, but it's not. They've said it's Stevie Nicks. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm following. And then and then the lyrics started and I went, I know this song. Okay, Juju, what is your number three? Okay, so my number three, it's a special one. It's called Bugaboo. Oh. But it's a very specific. Do you, do you like Bugaboo Girl? I do, I do. I think she's 
she's number six or seven on my list. So don't don't be insulted. No, not at all. Because there's a very specific version of Bugaboo that I'm obsessed with, and it's the Refugee Camp remix featuring Wyclef Jean. <gasps> and it was only yes, it was only available in the C in CD format, and that was only sold at Target. And I like. I literally ran out as soon as I knew it was going to be there and I bought it. And it would, it's just all the remixes that are in that album are just so freaking good. I love a remix. I think remixes are beyond. I mean, I lip synced to a remix of Call My Name on Drag Race and people are like, I don't like it. And I'm like, I love this because I feel like I'm up in the club. I can turn it out. I can slam my pussy into the floor and feel like I'm... Mm-hmm. Poor floor. <laughs> the, the floor's like, please, no, not again. We already have to live with this virus, not you, Miss Pole. <laughs> You're stinking, nasty tuck up on this floor. <laughs> no, but I have to listen to this. Is it on Spotify now? I'm sure that it is. It's it's Bugaboo Refugee Camp Remix featuring Wycliffe Sean. It is so good. It is, it, it's so hard. It's so like... There's there's a griminess to the music and it's there's like a lot of tinny hits. So it it just it sounds like you're in uh like a an underground concert in a big metal room. That's what it sounds like, and it's so freaking cool. I love I love the sound of that. Well, my number three is Lose My Breath, their 2005 comeback. Was it 2005? 2004, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> it was one year, but I love that song and like you could tell they just came back with an absolute bang mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and little little old 10 year old me was so confused how they had double them having a dance battle off in the back alley of a street right and you're like how were there two beyonce's what world do we live in i mean i'm like does she have a twin and i think that was still when tina knowles was still uh, making their costumes I think that's that was still there. Imagine having, well, we can ask Gigi Good, having a mum <laughs> that just can literally bang out any outfit that you wanted. Oh, I'm just imagining having a mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going there. <laughs> <laughs> you know Meth, who is now known as me, the drag queen? Uh-huh. So I did a competition back in 2016 when I was first starting drag, and she said... Do not rip your music from YouTube unless you have no choice to, because you have to get the best quality sound files for the club speakers. So from that moment on, I was like, if I'm doing a mix, I'm getting these songs. I'm actually buying the music because I... I, Oh, yeah. I I think, yeah, buy the music, of course. Because you don't want to get to a gig and go, oh, yeah, you listen to the first 30 seconds of the song and it cuts out halfway through and it's like, Yes, and like you're like what if i just downloaded oh of course do you know what girl like i don't know if you remember like bear share and like lime wire and all all those like lime wire napster all those things i remember queens would like remember when madonna came well madonna's had so many comebacks but there was a moment in time where every queen wanted to do a madonna song but madonna also was ahead of the game so she leaked a lot of her songs and right in the middle of it it was it's madonna coming into the song and she's like what the fuck do you think you're doing and now now it's like the funniest thing because it's like you leak your own music and then you cuss out the fans who like stole your music (laughs) it's so madonna i if i ever release music i think i'm gonna leak my own music and then do that be like what the fuck you playing at diva (laughs) did you buy this song darling i think it's really important that that we support artists because like buying music just doesn't support the singer. It supports like the producers, the songwriters. Exactly. And you know, songwriters are so important because without them, like lyrically, we just have like a bunch of words mushed together without any feeling. Exactly. So buy music. Right. JJ, what's your number two, the penultimate Destiny's Child song? Okay. Cater to you. Oh, cater to you from 2004. And I gotta say, I, I understand that I am a homosexual male, but watching that video, I I can un- I can also understand how a heterosexual male could see these three beautiful women and be like, oh my goodness, this is like these are goddesses because I don't know how they manage to look so perfect all the time. The song is beautiful. Um, 
Beyonce's body, my goodness. And I don't know how they got a pool in, in the middle of a freaking desert, but they did it. I would love to visit that desert. I think we need a pool today. It's hot in Essex today. Oh, it's it's kind of meh in Boston. Today. Oh, I I had to. I didn't know you were from Essex. Really? Oh, it's brand new information. I I I've kept that secret for a very long time. <laughs> is this an accent from Essex? <gasps> it is. Do, do, do you want to show everybody your Essex accent? <laughs> um. Yeah. So like today, I'm doing a podcast with like Cheryl Hole, my favorite hole. <laughs> And like, I'm just searching for love. And like, if you really want to download Good Juju Volume One and Two, it's available like everywhere. <laughs> and also, I'm coming out with a vinyl. Visit jujubeonline.com for more info. Thank you, thank you for that. That was my <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two is we discussed it earlier. Independent woman. Mm, mm, mm. I think it's there because it was my first introduction to them. So I've always got that nostalgia reminiscent of the, the good old days, my childhood. And it's just that first memory that I have of them that I just always latch to and I always mm. remember. And like, normally it's their first single or their first big moment, but that was, for me, Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Like when they came out at the um, at the Super Bowl, when they were first reunited again, and I was like, oh, here we go, girls. Hold on to your knickers. We're, uh-huh. good. We're doing this. We're doing Independent Woman. And Michelle comes flinging out and she's like, can I land this? Can I land this? No, I am Michelle. I'm, I, that's me. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to, am I going to hit this on the right beat? Cause girl, I don't know if you noticed this about me, but I'm like, I, I snap on one and three and it's not even on purpose. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what? Sometimes I think I'm Beyonce, but I think in re- reality, I am Farah. <laughs> Farah. Farah's the one they sent away after they did that diary on MTV. Do you remember remember that? <laughs> Can you tell the story of the luggage? Because that, whenever you tell the story, it always makes me happy. Well, it's like, like okay, so like right at the end, right at the end of it, you know, uh, Farah is like, well, I got to go pack, like, I got to go pack my my suitcase and everything before I go to the airport and Beyonce is like well um why don't you just go to the airport and we could pack it for you and like send it to you you know and (laughs) and Farrah's in the limo and her arms are all crossed and it's just like okay girl and then it like fades to black and then their song sail away plays and it's just so like dramatic it's so dramatic and sad Oh. Well, saying that, there is, they did an MTV Cribs. I can't remember whose house it was. It was nobody's. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretend house. And they, they, were, they were showing this picture from like the Grammys. And it was like a group picture of everybody. And there's like, there's NSYNC and there's so-and-so. And they're like, <laughs> Michelle's holding her hand over this bottom left-hand corner. <laughs> And they're clearly trying to hide. And it was Farah. Yeah, they're hiding Farah. Oh my! And you know, Beyonce was like, Michelle, can you hold this picture like this? <laughs> She's like, I'm not getting my hands dirty. <laughs> All right, Juju, let's get down to business. What is your all-time favorite Destiny's Child song? Okay, my all-time favorite Destiny's Child song is "Lose My Breath," and I'll tell you why. The beginning drum beats grab me. And we've already talked about this earlier, but the fact that there were double the amount of uh, Beyonce's, Kelly's, and Michelle's, it it was it was lovely for me. It it reminded me so much of like that that scene in West Side Story where like they go back and forth. It was very that. It was theatrical. I love the song. They all look great. Lose My Breath is my number one Destiny's Child song ever. You've hit the nail on the head with the West Side Story. I haven't. I haven't thought of that until you've just said that. And it just makes sense. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's like, it's all these subtleties with art that, that Destiny's Child has grabbed. And I don't know, I, I think they do a really good job bringing like art from, from the early 1900s and like, like, you know, all, all the, all the really big productions. And I, I like that they're showing us this because a lot of us, you, for instance, don't go back looking at the past. I look to the future, Jojo. Well, I look for the now, Miss Hole. 
Well, let's let's live in the moment. So my number one, which was recently the lip sync for the crown, is Survivor. Oh. And I'll tell you why. Because it is just such an anthem that just makes you remind you that like, oh, I can fucking do this. I'm a strong bitch. I'm here. I can I can survive anything, no pun intended. So I I always resonated that. <laughs> I have to say, when you guys did the camouflage runway, I was like, who's going to come out in Survivor? Right, crawling out, right? Girl. That's literally what I thought of, too, when I saw the sheet. It said camouflage. And I was like, I was like, Survivor. You know, it was the first thing that popped in my mind. But could you imagine any of us trying to come out looking like all wet and barefoot like Beyonce? Like None of us will be that sexy barefoot. I mean, I'm looking at my feet right now and I look like a fucking hobbit. So uh, I wear I wear shoes at home just so I don't have to stare at my feet. Well, so. look, mm. There we go. I think it's too hot for anything on my feet right now. I'm like, I feel like a hippie. I can't have anything on my feet. But I remember being on holiday in Cornwall, which is on like the south never eat shredded wheat southwest of the uk and like we were at this mm-hmm. beach and it had this huge rock like basically climbing frame in my eyes and i was like i got on the rocks and i was like i'm a survivor <laughs> and my mom was like can you get down from there please i'm scared she's like i think my son's gay oh she knew that when i was walking around in her heels at three years old <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but these dolls had many a break if you will so they had a break mm-hmm. then they came back and then they had a break and then they reunited again for the super bowl and then they had a break and then they came back for michelle's say yes music video oh, which i loved by the way oh honestly like i'm not the most religious person mm. but i can always appreciate and acknowledge religion and I just thought it was such an anthem and it was such a bop. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm not a religious person either. I find myself uh, swaying really spiritually and I, I, I like the message. You know, it's like um, when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. And you could replace the word Jesus with any, any higher power of your understanding. And I think it, it's appropriate for anybody, you know, because it, like I, I feel like um, I, I suppose I could just speak for myself. I feel like when I didn't have a higher power or an understanding that something was greater than myself, I wasn't the person that I am now. Like, I, I think, I mm. think with that song being released, it, it showed people that like, you know, there's, there's something bigger than we are and we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously and we should put aside our egos and just, and just live. And I, I, I think that's what the song message is. And of course it featured Beyonce, but it kind of sounded like it was a Beyonce song. Because, you know, Beyonce. <laughs> the absolute shade to come on to your sister's bloody song and make the song about you. <laughs> it's, it's Beyonce. You are Beyonce. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> but then they reunited once again for Beyonce's Coachella in 2018. And then we just waiting for them to do something else. Do you think we got anything in the pipelines from the Divas? Um, honestly, I, I, I think that they could do it. I, we're all waiting. We're all waiting for them to do it. But I also feel like, you know, Beyonce's at the level where she's probably just going to maintain the Beyonce uh, goddess, you know? Um, have you seen Black is King? I have seen many a clip, but I need to sit down and watch from start to finish. I've been a busy diva girl. Oh, girl, I know. You got this podcast. That hole is tired. But listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to sit down and watch it because it's it's just so beautiful. And Kelly's in it. Michelle's not in it. And I, I, uh, I read something on Instagram where Michelle you know, was asked why she wasn't in it. And she just said, I'm up in the corner minding my own business. So I don't know what's going on there. And I'm very curious, but you got to watch Black is King. Oh, it's on my to-do list this weekend. Trust and belief. So we have discussed and gossiped all about Destiny's Child. Now to finish out season one of Girl Group Gossip, I thought it was very fitting that we did a little Q&A with you divas at home to ask me and Juju all things girl group. So we're going to take a little break. I'm going to fill up my water because I'm a sweaty diva. I might have a tinkle and we'll be right back after this break. Oh, I peed in a cup during the conversation. I don't know if you guys knew. 
but there you go. <laughs> hey, kitty girls, I'm Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, and I will be hosting Canada's Drag Race official podcast every Friday. From the challenges to the runway, we will cover all things Canada's Drag Race. Available Fridays where you listen to podcasts. And we are back. How you doing, Madeva? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for holding me hostage. <laughs> you better be quiet, bitch. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. <laughs> you're, you're trapped in the basement. Right. So we are back and we're going to get down to business. So I have reached out to the divas on Instagram and Twitter to ask us all things girl group gossip questions. So Juju, are you ready for some cues? Yes. And A's. Excellent, Diva. All right. This question comes from Pretty Mattel on Twitter, and it's very fitting for the episode we've just done. What's the best Destiny's Child music video? The best Destiny's Child music video. Oh, that's a good one. Um, gosh, I love Jumpin' Jumpin'. I love Say My Name. But I'm going to choose Lose My Breath just because visually it's stunning. And like I said, that back and forth West Side Story element yeah grabbed me totally and i think i'm gonna go with bootalicious just because i love the color scheme yes i love the outfits like beyonce as a pimp i'm here for <laughs> me too yeah 100 all right from that guy alex 23 on twitter what is your favorite girl group crossover moment it can be a cover uh, performing together or just randomly meeting. So what's your favorite crossover? My favorite crossover, like like with Destiny's Child or any group? Oh, no, we're just talking generally now, Juju, all things girl groups. Oh, uh, a girl group crossover moment. I'm just, I think I'm going to actually just stick with Destiny's Child. And when they re-recorded Emotions by the Bee Gees, I lived because they sang it at the same exact key. To be honest, we, I've speaking with Jan and Jackie about this. The U.S. hasn't had that many big girl groups, have they? Uh, not not many. I mean, we, you know, I grew up listening to obviously Destiny's Child, Escape, Total, Black. I mean, I listened to a lot of Black girl groups. Mm. So, I mean, I think I think there was that era where there was a lot of girl groups and a lot of like boy bands that all came out at the same time. Yeah, and. Destiny's Child just stuck out to me. I think it's more of a UK thing, though. You guys have everything there, like the girl groups and stuff. I think it's a huge thing over here. And I, I feel like the 90s were dominated by the, the boys. Mm -hmm. So like the early years, so you had like Take That, Backstreet Boys, etc. And then Spice Girls just came in and like was like, we're here. And I think my favorite crossover of a girl group i think it was when girls allowed and the sugar babes who were the mm -hmm. two biggest girl groups over here they did a charity single for comic relief and they covered walk this way oh so it was like they were they were like battling each other <laughs> it was just a moment that i will never forget just watching these two girl groups come together and do run dmc <laughs> <laughs> okie dokie right from explore d galaxy what's the ideal number of members in a girl group so if you were to create your own girl group juju how many members would you want i would want five because I, I like a five-part harmony I, I would want five five is like the perfect number isn't it is that yours too yeah yeah I think it's, I think five is good. Yeah. The formations that you can do, the lineups, the equal distribution of lines. Right. And then there's always one lead, you know, with, with four backups. So. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but you know. <laughs> I mean, you know. We, you were thinking it. <laughs> Dan underscore Rog 91 on Instagram said, what is the best key change ever? Oh, the best key change ever? Oh, uh, tell me yours. Tell me yours first so I can copy it. Okay. It's not a girl group, uh -huh. but it's Beyonce's love on top. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's a really good one. 
That's a really good one. Because it's not just one key change, it's about seven. It is. And she's, it's just like, okay, Beyonce, we know you could sing. <laughs> Stop showing off. Yeah, I know. Like, we get it, girl. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, don't you think every, every, like, power ballad in the 90s had, like, those major key changes? I think any song that Celine Dion sings with the key change, I know that's not a girl group either, is bomb. Oh, uh, the key change in I'm Alive always gets me. <laughs> She's alive, all right. I got wings to fly. <laughs> right, I'm going to stop singing. <laughs> oh, no, please do. Okay, what, so you can sit through this torture, I don't think. Uh, all right. Jojo Kirks on Instagram says, former group. Choose three to four different girls from different girl groups to make one perfect group. Oh, okay. Uh, Beyonce. I'm writing this down. Normani. Um, Beyonce, Normani. Uh, Melanie C. I love her. Yeah. Uh, there's three. Um, uh, ooh, one more. Ooh. <laughs> One more. Oh, 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 wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I almost got it. I almost got it. Can I add Cher to that, even though she's not even, <laughs> she's not even. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's probably been in the lineup of girls at a show once. So technically she's been in a girl group. So I will let you have Cher. So Beyonce, Normani, Melanie C and Cher. I would pay all my life savings to watch that show. But all they're allowed to do are uh, cover songs. That's all. They can't sing new songs. That's that's the thing. And it always it it can never be popular cover songs. It always has to be like like uh, B sides, B sides. <laughs> like you know, like Britney Spears's "Autumn Goodbye." Like that's the song they get to sing. The, the unreleased songs that are sitting in the bin of someone's <laughs> recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> the shelf songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. If I was to do it, I would do. But Jade from Little Mix. Ooh. I would do Kelly from Destiny's Child. And then I would do Mel B from the Spice Girls. Mm. And finally, I would use Nadine Coyle from Girls Aloud. I'm not familiar with Nadine or Girls Aloud. Oh. Oh. Trust and believe, Juju, I will send you a list of songs that you need to listen to and you will be a Girls Aloud fan. Uh, okay. I, please do. This is what the podcast is here for. We're purely educational, darling. I, we are teaching the children and I'm so grateful to be a part of this movement. Uh, these kids really need to know about great music. Yeah. So Fan. I've probably said that wrong. Oh, I think it's like Bethan, but it's like Burfan on Instagram. She said, if you could pick one song by a girl group to listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? Just one song. Just one song from a girl group. Uh, it, I'm going to have to actually go with uh, Spice Up Your Life. It's so fun. Oh my god, you are you reading my mind? Yeah, it's, I I am because I'm a witch. But like, spice up your life is probably the song that I could listen to over and over again and not get tired of because it's so fun and we could all sing it because it starts off with la la la's. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just one of those songs that it could be played at ten o'clock at night mm -hmm. in the club, two o'clock in the morning in mm -hmm. the club, six in the morning in the club, you'd still lose your shit even if you were falling asleep. Of course, of course. And you could play that at a straight club and people would lose their shit because everybody knows the song. You know the lads would be fist pumping, colours of the world, spice up your life. Yeah, fist pumping and not dropping a uh, like a drop of liquor from their little cups. I really wanted to lip sync that song on Drag Race. <laughs> I know you shouldn't want to lip sync, but I was like, oh, come on. Let it be the wake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, me, let me just be in the bottom just this one time because I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I want to turn out. Yeah, I said that in season two. I was like, please put me in the bottom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, on the topic of Spice Girls, which member of the Spice Girls would you want as prime minister to so like the president? Oh, Ginger Spice. Really? Tell me why. Tell me why. Because she was able to live through all the bullshit that 
that she went through because i i remember a time where it was like she she was this huge star with them and then she was shat on and then there was drama but she still emerged being this beautiful ginger spice you know she's she was always somebody that maintained her composure to me at least i i don't know if she like flipped out in public or anything but i just remember her just maintaining composure even in the darkest moments so somebody with that kind of strength and agility would be a fantastic prime minister i'd go for victoria because of her titties well she doesn't have the tits anymore that was like 2007. I know. But I think Victoria would be great at running a country. She'd be like, everybody's wearing black. Yep. Sunglasses always. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> no smiling. She's like, tuck in your shirt. If I could have been on set watching Victoria perform in Spice World, the movie, I on it, out of all of them, she was the best in that movie by far. Oh, no. It was Ginger. She had to kiss the alien. <laughs> I remember Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that concludes all the questions, Juju. But I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for taking time out of your day to come join me on the podcast. And it's always a pleasure just, just getting to chit-chat with you. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. Oh. Well, the thing is, it's like people don't realize that we all talk behind the scenes. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. We're people and we actually talk and we have friendships and whatnot. So when they see that we're doing stuff together, they're like, oh my God, how? Well, it's like it's like when we did uh, the fashion photo review at DragCon UK earlier this year. People were like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, you guys know each other? And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, of course. I think people didn't realize how much of a dynamic duo we are. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm your new raven, but, you know, if she's busy, I will always step in. I'm, baby, I'm right here and I'm ready to create magic and create content and make people happy. Because I think that you and I are on the same page um, with our work. And I think we just want people to be happy and to laugh. And we... I think we want to leave people a little bit better than we found them, right? Exactly. And the thing is, it's like when you've got two divas that are just here for a good time, you're always in for a good time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait to see you, girl. Do you know what? I'm resisting booking the flight to Boston right now. Well, I can't go there because I, uh, I'm i American and we're not allowed anywhere now, but you know. <laughs> the red, white and brew. <laughs> But Juju, look after yourself. I'm probably sure I'm going to FaceTime you any second now. But just know that I love you and I can't wait to see you in person soon. I love you too, babe. Bye. Bye. Bye.